Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, robot. <laughs> and um, I'll tell you what, uh, we we have um, a very special beginning of the episode today for sure. Uh, the episode in general is going to be <laughs> Airbud Golden Receiver. This is Super Bowl. We're right around the Super Bowl here. It just happens. Perfect. And so uh, this will be a great movie to do on this but by beginning of the show here wanted to say this the song of the week will be back next week with a very special guest trust me trust me on this for me at least i'm being selfish when i say this but i know for um phil i'd say he's very special guest as well uh this special guest um but that's next week this week on our 101st episode can you believe that phil um we have we're in triple digits, man. It's crazy. There's no going I back. I got to come up with new things to do. And one of those <laughs> new things is called a horrible movie moment. This is a horrible movie moment uh, and is brought to you by a friend of the show named Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana is a professional wrestler. Uh, he is a former WWE wrestler. I think when he was in WWE, he went under the name Scotty Goldman. Hmm. Um Big time. Uh, one of his best friends is CM Punk. Like he's got like a he's got a, a ton of ton of friends in the wrestling industry. He wrestles in ROH and Ring of Honor right now, currently. Okay. And um, big time. He has a podcast called The Art of Wrestling. Uh, the Art of Wrestling is kind of the pioneer wrestling podcast. Uh, and when I say that, he's been around for several years now, and he's recorded several episodes. And you name it, has you name a wrestler, and they basically have been on that show. And he, Colt Cabana, has been on everybody else's wrestling podcast. But he's kind of the first guy to pioneer wrestling podcasting. Um, with that said, here is a horrible movie moment from Colt Cabana. Um, a very special, very special intro to the show. You ready, Phil? Yep. And here it is. Hey, guys. Congratulations on 100 episodes to the Horrible Movie Podcast. This is Colt Cabana, professional wrestler, of course, the host of The Art of Wrestling, and I know you're saying to yourself, professional wrestler, what does it have to do with movies? Well, listen, folks, I am not only here to tell you about a horrible movie, but I'm also to tell you about a horrible movie that I am in, and my horrible experience is all to be taken tongue-in-cheek. Of course, Colt Cabana, professional wrestler known for his cameo appearance, uncredited, 
And to this day, Morgan Spurlock, if you're out there, I'm talking to you. Can't throw me a credit. You're talking about a guy who has starred in Chicago PD, seven lines. Been on Marin, maybe 12 lines. Did a pilot for the Chris Gethard show that did not get picked up by Comedy Central. And then here I am in my big movie debut, not to be confused with my movies, The Wrestling Road Diaries 1, 2, and 3, great documentaries about the world of independent professional wrestling, available on ColtMerch.com or digitally on DigitalColt.com. I'm talking about the movie Mansum. Mansum. About (laughs) manscaping or men's... Beards and hair, just about hair on men. It was a documentary. That's it awesome. It wasn't very well received. And yes, I, Cole Cabana, professional wrestler, came to the aid of my friend Sean Davari, uh, Iranian or uh, of the Middle East persuasion, a very hairy man, a very hairy man. And what did I do? <laughs> I got up, I shaved the man's back, documented, <laughs> happy to do it. Then he asked me to go a little bit lower. I shaved his butt. I shaved a man's butt. For the idea that I was going to be in a popular movie. Mm. And uh, to me, it was exciting. I would uh, walk down, you know, the red carpet. There would be openings. Uh, uh, Morgan Spurlock would see what a what a great performer I was, how great I was, how great of a friend I was to shave this man's butt. Later on Twitter, I uh, heard that I was known as Butt Shelf Man. That's right. <laughs> I think the guy from Arrested Development... And uh, another guy from Arrested Development were in a hot tub, and they were, like, describing what was happening. They were narrating it. Oh, yeah, Will Arnett and Jason Bateman. They were narrating it, and uh, they weren't actually in the movie. They weren't part of the stories of these hairy men. So, you know, maybe I was going to meet them. Maybe we're going to hang out. Maybe they would think, oh, Colt, you're so funny and hilarious. We love your style of comedy. We're going to put you in our new independent cool movies that we do. No, nothing. Absolutely Nothing. Just back to the world of professional wrestling. Maybe, maybe where I belong. Congrats on 100 episodes. At Cole Cabana on Instagram and Twitter. <clears throat> Pretty good stuff there. Mansum. Check it out, folks. Yeah, that's legit. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the shave work that he had to do. I don't no, know, but... I'm not, not sure what I, if I would do that. But pro wrestlers, like, they take care of... Um, call, the, pro wrestlers have to, have to really... Keep that you're either a hairy pro wrestler or you're not, and so a lot of those guys, <laughs> Hogan, Hulk Hogan. I mean, he's all you know, you know, no hair basically. All yeah. those guys were like that. I don't know why that culture just is that way. So anyway, there he is, Colt Cabana. So yeah. um, I was looking up some Colt Cabana moves, like what some of his big time wrestling moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a, a specialty calls the Colt Forty Five. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, it's a backbreaker basically. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, he's very entertaining. His podcast is very good. Um, great interview style. Um, he played college football at Western Michigan University. So, I mean, he's got an athletic background and everything else. So, uh, pull up. He has a one-man show, and he does some stand-up as well. Pull the clock up. I want to say the clock. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, but overall, first things first, Phil. Let's talk about Airbud, Golden Receiver. That's right, folks. It's Airbud Golden Receiver, and it's time. It's time for some deets. The details of the movie that are Airbud Golden Receiver. Yes, that's right. A directed a movie directed by Richard Martin. Richard Martin has done a ton of work in Hollywood, um, mainly as a uh, phenomenal director. 
uh, in Canada. Uh, directed the Highlander series. He uh, directed a bunch of random other things. Uh, and Air Bud. Golden Receiver. Um, anyway, so there you go. Richard Martin. That's about it. <laughs> That's all he's known for. Uh, yeah, produced produced by Robert Vince. Uh, screenplay, I can talk about that. Um, based on, obviously, Air Bud, starring Kevin Zegers, who is uh, the kid from the movie. Uh, Gregor Harrison, who is a legit actor, uh, who's been in a ton of stuff. Cynthia Stevenson, who plays his mom, um, who's a different mom than the first one, I believe. Um, so, overall... Uh, yeah, not the best of cast of all time. Greg, Gregory Harrison was the doctor? Like the yes, vet? he's the doctor okay, for that. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Nora Dunn, um, who plays um, the bad uh, bad guy character, and she her uh, she's Natalia. She's Russian, but she's not really Russian. Oh, which you will be able to tell by watching this yes. movie. Yes, uh, and then uh, Perry Anzalotti plays uh, the other uh, bad guy character in it. Uh, and then... Uh, Robert Costanza, uh, not to be uh, confused with uh, George Costanza. Um, it's Costanzo, actually. Yeah, Costanzo. And he um, he plays the coach in this movie as well, which is... He's, he's hilarious. Um, brutal. Dick Martin as uh, a character na- whose name is literally Phil Phil. His real name? Yeah. No, no, no. Like the character name in the movie oh, I gotcha. is Phil Phil. He's one of the announcers at the end. He's the... He's, oh, he's Phil Phil. Yeah, yeah. he's Phil Phil is the one that doesn't know anything about the sport. Like he's... He's <laughs> he's trying to like give commentary on something he doesn't know anything about, yeah. which is actually kind of funny, but he is like uh, a longtime comedian. Like he's yes. been in several like comedic Newhart shows. Newhart show, Bob Newhart. And then mm-hmm. um, Rich, uh, Tim Conway is also in this movie. He's the other commentator. Um, release date... Uh, August 14th, 1998. Um, luckily, only a 90-minute runtime, so it didn't just kill us to watch. Uh, budget, $11 million. And box office, $10 million. Uh, that's the box office. It lost a million dollars. Pretty sad. It is sad. Very sad. Especially after the first movie was so successful Yeah, at the box office. Because the, the first one, investment of about $3 million garnered them $27 million. Yeah. That's pretty darn good. Um, do you want to try to do 30 second synopsis or should I? What um, do you think? I'll let you, I'll let you pick. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. It's been a while since I've done one. Okay. Let's do this, man. Let's do this, dude. <laughs> Let's do the do. Um, who's ready for fun? That's my question. I am this time. Phil's ready for fun. <laughs> 30 second synopsis. Golden, Airbud golden receiver. That dog's not a golden retriever. It's a golden receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. Go. Okay, uh, so uh, Buddy from the first movie is back, and this time they figure out that he can play football. The junior high football team is really suffering, and they need some help, so uh, they actually put Buddy on the, to- on the team to play wide receiver. Uh, the master kid, whatever... Uh, plays as well. Um, they do uh, really well throughout the season. They go to the state finals and win. All alongside uh, is uh, a kind of a romantic thing going on between his mom and the vet, and he's trying to put a stop to that. Pretty good. Pretty good. There it is. Timer brought to you by iPhone. Um, iPhone for I'll all your dreams. I left some stuff out, but that's well, it is kind of the gist of it. Um, well, very cool. 
I um, found this movie. My son, I'll say this. Yeah, I, my I am, seven-year-old. I'm interested to know what he, Miller thought. He found it fairly entertaining. Yeah. Um, was he laughing? He did giggle. Okay. He thought some of the stuff was pretty funny. Um, it's got some physical yeah, comedy in it. Yeah, it, it was bearable. This is our first rated G movie ever on the podcast, I yeah. think. Is this right? Yes, 100 episodes up till now, and we've never done a rated so G. So for 101, then we do a G movie. It's yeah. kind of weird. But, but we've done some R movies, too. And we've done some very tame PG movies in the past, too. Some yes. kids' movies. But Halloween this one, Town. This one, yeah, it's... I mean, you don't expect this one to be just gangbusters awesome. No. But it definitely wasn't. So, <laughs> um, When we return, we will talk about the plot of this bad boy. Uh, good boy. Down, boy, down. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back, Phil. I want you to play a little bit of clip from this movie for folks. In this movie, there's a couple bad guys, and they're Russians. But like in every, in everything in Hollywood, they always have some fake, horrible Russian accent. Um, they're trying to kidnap. In this scene, they're trying to kidnap Air Bud um, for their circus. <laughs> Tell us about uh, this real quick, Phil. Go ahead and you can play it, or you can set it up the clip, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I, I think in order to fully comprehend just the horribleness of some of the accents in this movie, you just got to hear it. So this is a short clip. Here it is. Let's try it again. Hello, children, and welcome to Natalia's amazing and stupendous animal circus. Show me the money. Show me the money. There's also a lot of um, popular movie quotes. Just interspersed throughout the movie. That I'm was sure. Nora Nora Dunn from Saturday Night Live. And, um, and if you play that character, if you're thinking we picked like the worst part of the movie, the worst clip, you're not even close. Like she talk, she sounds like that throughout the entire movie. It's like it's like a we've talked about this on the show before, but it's it is a total Rocky and Bullwinkle moose and squirrel kind of <laughs> accent throughout the entire film. Always. Fortunately, they're not in the movie very much. So. We need to do uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, the movie, on here because then we could talk about George Costanza on there because Jason Alexander plays that role. He plays um, Natasha and uh, Boris. Boris. Um, anyway, so a year after Airbud did his uh, thing as professional, or well, as superstar basketball player. Uh, on Kevin's, on his, on his, uh, on his owner, soon to be owner Josh's team, um, he's he's won. Uh, Josh has won custody of Airbud from Norm Schneidly, who was like a clown that wanted to. Yes, to it, he, but he used to be his dog, and then he gave him up. The dog became super famous and worth a lot of money, and then he wanted him back. Yes. Um, and he was played by Mr. Noodle, uh, Michael Jeters. I, I kind of want to watch that now because I really like Mr. Noodle. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Jordan might like that, you know. I bet she would watch her, bud. She likes doggies. Hi, doggy. <laughs> Hi, doggy. Um, that goes back every episode. That never gets old. Um, so it's a year later. Uh, Josh is a, uh, you know, he's a teenager. He He's a basketball player. He loves it. Um his mom is dating. He takes the he takes Airbud to the vet, and the vet from the first movie is not there. So there's a new vet in town, and it is play. Uh, he's played by uh, Gregory Harrison, the Heart, actor. Heartthrob. Heartthrob. Gregory. Gregory Harrison, <laughs> and they. Um, he looks over the dog to check on Airbud, and then turns out 
Um, the beginning sequences of the movie really are Josh's mom um, trying to go on a couple dates with people, one of which is a guy named Herb, Herb. who has a little bit of a um, allergy issue. He's, he's allergic. Sydney, Sydney in live chat had mentioned that earlier. <laughs> it's it, At first you think he's just allergic because he says, do you have any cats? Yeah. And then we're like, no, but we have a dog. So I, I mean, apparently he's allergic to anything with fur. Yeah, and so um, Air Bud then comes up and he gets real close to him and he sneezes. He calls himself, uh, they keep calling him Herb. It's <laughs> Herb. Herb. And then he sneezes all over the flowers and then hands them <laughs> off. And so his mom can't go on a that's, date. That's one of the few times I actually did laugh during the movie. Josh is not really wanting his mom to move on. He's afraid. I think he's afraid, which makes sense. Which actually is a nice little side story for this movie. I yeah. will say that. It's a, uh, this is a rated G movie, folks, so I get it. Uh, you know, you want to have a little family side story. It's definitely not the strongest plot you've ever seen in a kid's movie, for sure. <laughs> um, but it makes it something to watch. I think if the movie was just the sports stuff, uh, it really wouldn't have. I mean, let's face it, the movie's not great, but it would have been even worse, I think, without some of the family stuff. The big thing, too, because you had to have that overarching up and down scenario uh, with uh Josh's uh, mom uh, and how does she fit into all you know how does she fit into everything in the story Patrick Sullivan is the name of the vet that Gregory Harrison plays and I know this is a I think a lot of the critiques we're going to have of this is is going to come back as like come on guys it's a movie for kids but it is very convenient that he just happens to be interested in the mom like they bump into each other on a boat they they fall into the boat together or whatever and he's like oh isn't this moving a little too fast and it's like okay come on like how many people live in this area that they just happen to meet and yes. he's also happens to be their vet so um this little town, and they obviously filmed this thing in the mountains. It looks like, and it's in Vancouver. It's around that. Tons of things get filmed in Vancouver, folks. Yeah, uh, because of it's cheaper to film there. Well, Arrow, they, they don't. Yeah, CW's all all the CW stuff, uh, like a ton of it gets gets filmed there. Supergirl is the only one that I believe still might film in L.A. Hmm. Um, because it started there when it was on CBS, and then they've moved, they've migrated over to CW. But all of that stuff is filmed there. You know, a lot of things, we've talked about this before, filmed in Georgia now, which is interesting. Uh, and uh, this is not, this is one of those things where they've moved it to that that Pacific Northwest area. You know, it's further north. It's north of Seattle even. Um, but you can tell by some of the background of the places they're at. Really beautiful. That is a plus. That's yeah. a good for the movie. I will say that later when we talk about goods and bads, that will be one of the goods. Yeah. So. Um, so Josh is wanting to play basketball. He's a basketball player. His friend, however, is uh, his friend Tommy is trying to talk him into playing football. Loves football. His friend Tommy does. His, his motivation basically is for the girls. He wants to impress the girls. The girls love football players. Um, they go out for the football team. Uh, Josh proves he can throw a football. And so he uh, then uh, becomes the backup quarterback. They have this... All, all area superstar quarterback, best ever, um, goes in the game. He ends up, that kid ends up getting hurt. And um, luckily for Josh, he goes in the game. And which, like, who didn't see that coming, by the yes. way? Like, they're like, okay, you're going to be the backup. And the guy that's first string is our all star. He's awesome, whatever. You probably won't get to play, see any actual play time. You're just going to be riding the bench. You're like, 
Okay, I, I can see exactly where this is going. But let before we get to that, let me up the ante a little bit. The other adult side story, and I mean the adults in this in the thing, not an adult awkward side story, <laughs> but the actual adults in this are um, the they uh, they uh, are the principal comes to the coach. This is junior high football, by the way, folks. <laughs> junior high football that apparently has to get some results or else. He goes. Right. It's very important. He is super important. He goes. Uh, that rewind. She, the principal, goes, ah, Coach, I've got to talk to you. The school board met, and it's either a winning season, I let you go, or I, they're going to let me go. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's or we'll shut the program down. Yeah, the entire program. So our options are win. <laughs> I fire you, or we're shutting the football program down. <laughs> that seems a little dramatic to me. It's a pretty big cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. It was the principal's job wasn't well, on the line. Th- that doesn't make any sense though, because at the I mean, we're obviously spoiling the whole movie here, but at the end of the film, he says like, "This is my last game, right? Like, I'm on my way out." Or if they if we lose tonight, I'm I'm out of the seat of power. It's amazing. Like, I I don't understand. Like, there's. Whatever they set up at the beginning of the film does not match with the end of the film at all. No, and um, he wins. I mean, it, I won't get, give that away yet. But anyway, it's it's pretty stupid. Like it wasn't well. This part wasn't really well thought out as much. No. Um, but it is what it is. It's a kids movie, right? So Josh is just sitting on the bench. I think he's just glad to be on the team. Which can we talk about the the practices and stuff like that? They go to these practices, and the team is like laughably awful. Like they're what do you, what do you call those uh, dummies? Like the 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 rubber thing. They're like, dummies. Okay, so you, like you just have to like slam into them and stuff like that. They're like literally like running into these dummies and just bouncing off. Like yeah, bouncing car, back. Car, very cartoony. Yeah, it is. It is very like uh, Looney Tunes. Maybe even some Rocky and, and Bullwinkle. But um, <laughs> they're uh, trying to kick. That my favorite is like they, they try to kick the ball. The kicker tries to kick the ball and he falls on his back. Total Charlie Brown style. It's like Lucy just pulled the football away from him. <laughs> he like he misses the ball and just lands on his back. Um, I found uh, this to be interesting though, because Josh comes, uh, Josh gets to play in the game based on the fact that the starting quarterback, uh, gets broken and, uh, cannot play. Here he comes. He's in the, he's in the game. By by the way, they totally dismissed his injury. Like the coach is like, he's like, Oh, are you okay? All right. Yeah. We'll get someone to help you. And he's like, all right. (laughs) Like he like turns his eyes immediately away from him. He's like, all right. Josh, you're gonna be it. <laughs> it's like, and we second. never see that guy, that kid again. No, <laughs> he's like dead. <laughs> he died. He's died. He died. <laughs> um, so they um, bring in Josh. He gets murdered the first couple times. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, he chucks up a football into the air, and here it is: the dog that saved the day, Air Bud, comes <laughs> to save us. He runs onto the field. And again, uh, you know, Sydney in the live chat, we've said this. Um, he comes on. He basically then becomes well. Let's let's just dispel the idea that this is a dog that ran on the field, <laughs> not a student of the school. A dog jumps in the air and grabs the ball, runs and scores a touchdown, and then does a little touchdown wiggle wiggle dance thing on his back. And the the ref throws up two hands. Touchdown. <laughs> Touchdown, Timberwolves! <laughs> and 
like at that point everyone on the opposing team should be like uh <laughs> is this real like and the ref should have <laughs> shut her down 12 people 12 men on the field actually 11 men and one dog on the field the um dog is not a student of the school there's gonna be rules for that and then two it's a dog it's not a human <laughs> if, if the players went to go tackle him he would bite them so okay so i haven't seen the first one first movie but from what i read they they blamed it on like the caveat or whatever to make the movie somewhat believable i guess was that they're, they they said well there's no rules against having a dog on the t- on the ba- the basketball team so i you know there's no rules against it so i guess we have to allow it it's like really yeah like i mean it's a it's not a human being yeah like, exactly <laughs> well, I, they didn't write a rule because no one would be that yeah. dumb to decide that this was a good idea um before that i will say this i think we skipped past the um russians um they're abducting animals yes. um man they um are abducting animals for the circus you played that clip earlier of natalia um <laughs> trying to get uh natalia and popov are trying to get uh, animals for their circus. They have the chimpanzee. They have a bird that, that says sassy, hilarious things. <laughs> and then they um, are trying to collect, and they see the footage of Airbud earlier. In the, you know, the first vignette is they're at a professional, you're assumed a professional basketball game or college or something. Yeah, yeah. Because Airbud, um, it, it's not an NBA team. They had rights in this movie to talk about the NFL, apparently. Because they used the NFL logo and they used um, the Seahawks logo, they don't talk about the the they don't talk about the Seattle SuperSonics who would have been an NBA team at the time. They talk they don't talk about any of that. Um, but was this like a college team that they? Went I to go guess see or so something? or something. It, it's at a big game, alleged. Yeah. And Airbud flies on the comes. He stows away in the car. They didn't know he was there. Comes out, finds his way into the arena. This dog is super smart. He can find his way into an arena, know exactly where to go, doesn't just wander around aimlessly in this huge arena, makes his way onto the court, and makes all the professional players look like idiots. That's right. It's Air Bud. They take pictures with him. Natalia and Popoff, this is the dog we must find. They get. We, we have number one circus in Russia. We have number one Russian circus. And they... um. They're trying to find this animal, these animals, right? They get, and of course, they get an ice cream truck, right? Um, to add more comic value to this, <laughs> the most, most incognito yes. truck they can find. And they drive around neighborhoods at random. Well, th- that's my thing is like, th- this is the Seattle, Washington area, which yeah. I, don't, I don't know if all of our listeners know about this, but there are, there's a, an excess of a million people that live in this area. So they go down, they start driving down random streets, and the first thing they come across is Buddy. It's meant to be. For this circus, they—it's amazing because they find Josh walking him, and here he is. So pretty amazing. They chase him. They—they they, they don't chase him around. They follow him to see where he lives, very Home Alone style. Yeah, there's a little bit of Home Alone to this movie at times for Air Bud. Anyway, that's the side story. They are um, trying to collect animals for their circus. They then, in turn, um, we then are led with Air Bud and Josh leading the team to massive victories nonstop. Mm-hmm. They're playing great. Not to mention that they're, they were really bad and now they can somehow play defense. <laughs> the dog's not playing defense by the way, either. I'm assuming, right? No, they, they never show that happening because for the dog, I'm telling you for the dog to play defense, he would have to chase down humans, jump on them 
and bite them or something. Just yeah. make them stop. Because And now the movie's PG. Right. And they couldn't do that. <laughs> and there's no leash laws, apparently, yeah. in this situation. Um, they um, – oh, still the side story going. Uh, Josh has a little bit of an estranged, weird relationship with his mom's new boyfriend, uh, Dr. Sul- O'Sullivan. Is it Sullivan? Patrick. Yeah. Patrick Sullivan. Patrick Patty O'Sullivan. <laughs> um, anyway, you know, Patrick Sullivan, they have a not a, not the best of relationships. And um they uh he's just not giving him a chance. He's not giving Patrick much of a chance. No. So that that's that's we it's woven in there too. Um they make their way in montage style through the season. Everyone's high fiving, high pawing with everybody. And they're uh, winning. It's it's mostly shots of Buddy jumping into the air and catching balls in his mouth. Yes, which the ball looks so stupid because <laughs> sometimes the ball like crumples up like do you, weird. Do you think it was just deflated? Like they just they pulled some of the air out of the ball before they sh- took the shot, or they made like a special ball with a handle thing on it that yeah. he could bite into. I mean, there's no way he's biting into a fully inflated ball. No, he couldn't. This do is it. like an early inflate gate <laughs> scandal. <laughs> Go Patriots. Um, <laughs> so they are, um, they they make it to the championship. They're going to play in the championship. Everyone's pumped. The coach's job is going to be saved. If it weren't saved at this point, that would be ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they had lost, or if they had not even made it to the championship and they made it this far, that's the most successful season he's had. Oh, coach. <laughs> He's always eating a sandwich on the sideline or drinking a and pop. That, that's that's crazy to me. Like he is literally eating fast food, like pizza but, and stuff like that on the sidelines. Every time you see him, they're trying to show you that junior high coaches are just these slobs. <laughs> like they're just these. He should have been fired five years ago for eating pizza on the side. Well, he's got <laughs> pizza and a soda. The kids, the, the kids at halftime of the championship game are drinking a soda. Are drinking soda. I know, I know. I found that really stupid. I, I'm watching this. I, I watched this without Jack by myself, but as I'm watching this, I'm thinking about you. And I'm like, no, that would never happen. No, in the we would room. never do that in the locker room. Um, so they, um, man, so dumb. <laughs> um, so, so everything's going great. Nothing can go wrong. But Airbud is now finally abducted by the Russians. Blame the Russians, Phil. <laughs> and they um, take him. To their, they're going to leave tomorrow, the next day. They take him. The Champion Z is there. The Parrot is there. And Air Bud, okay, is, it's lost. The game is lost. They're going to have to play in the championship game um, without Air Bud. They make it to the championship game. Um, they're like, where's Air Bud? Josh, I think, at one point tries to run away. Coach talks him into coming back. He's literally waiting at the, like the train station or the yeah. bus station. Like an hour before the game. And Coach yeah. is a good guy. Talks him back into, you know, come play football. So they talk him back into it. He comes out. The championship, they're down 24 nothing at the half. Air Bud breaks out with the chimpanzee and the parrot. And the Russians explode with some fireworks. Um, Patrick Sullivan picks up Air Bud, brings him to the stadium. He comes trotting out in his outfit, which looks so stupid when he trots out with those yeah, shoulder pads and the helmet on. The pads look bad. They look really bad. And then um, they win the game. Air Bud gets hurt, though. Uh-oh. It's sad. He gets hurt. But Josh has the forewithal or the wherewithal, him and his friend Tommy, to win the championship game. Coach gets to keep his job. He reaches in and smooches the the principal. By the way, kind of weird. But hey, there we go. And then uh, <laughs> Josh and Patrick patch it up. Um, just as Patrick's leaving on a boat, be back. Yeah, that ending uh, is possibly the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, it's so forced because like it, like he literally, I mean. 
in movie time, like four hours before that scene, that final scene with Josh and Patrick, where he's like, Hey, I forgive you for everything. Uh, it's okay if you date my mom. Uh, it gives him a big hug. He's like, I love you. Later, literally four hours before that scene, he was getting on a train to leave town. Yeah. And nothing has happened. Like, there's not a scene, uh, no. unless it got cut out of the movie the, or something. There's nothing that was shot be- between Josh and Patrick in between those two scenes. What the, the stuff that Coach said, maybe that's the real crux that made it better. I don't know. <laughs> but let me say it this. It felt forced. Let me it, say this. It came out of nowhere. Um, let's just go over that again. I, I'm gonna, I, I've definitely hit it really faster at the end of this. They win the game. They win the big championship game. Patrick is the one that brought Air Bud. Now, that may be it, too. He brings Air Bud to the stadium. He technically is the one that delivers Air Bud. That, yeah. That's a plus. That makes him a little, little bit better to to the kid. That's the only reason that he accepts him as his yeah. Who knows? future dad. So then Josh <laughs> wins with Air Bud. Because we, we passed over the part where he proposes. Like At this point, he wants to marry his mom like he's going to be his dad yeah 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 and he walked in as soon as de- as soon as patrick had yeah. given him the ring or given her the ring that's the catalyst for him to and, say yeah and he's here. mad he's yeah. mad about it what's in that box i wanted to say what's in the box like on seven i anyway. mean it's, it's the, the movie wants you to believe that that just by him bringing the dog to the game is enough for him to forgive all of that <laughs> like it just move on move forward with their lives so we're left with the final scene and that final scene felt like it was added on at the end like they got done and they're like well how do we resolve this yeah oh wait we, we've got to film something for <laughs> what other patrick lo- and the mom <laughs> hey uh key grip what other loose ends do we have to- <laughs> well uh let's see um anyway so you're left with this patrick gets on his boat starts to to, tr- to troll out of the uh, out of the harbor there he's gonna move to san, san diego is that right? Is that yes. real? Yeah, because because he, he he couldn't go forward with the nuptials and stuff with his mom with Josh's mom while he knew that Josh was not in favor of it. So he leaves, like he's leaving town, and Josh literally stops him. I guess we're to believe that he's moving to San Diego by boat. He has a cool boat. <laughs> um, he it's a houseboat looking thing. Yeah, right? it's a pretty nice boat, yeah, right? Yeah. He, dro- he he owned that boat. Like we see scenes in that boat earlier. Like yeah. the boat had a broken engine at one point, and they're having dinner on it. So like he owns that boat, but I mean I guess that's the only way to move a boat is he, to, dri- to boat, he, boat he's going to drive it from Seattle <laughs> to San to, to, from Seattle to San Diego. How far is how far is that? Oh my gosh! I mean it's probably twelve hundred to fifteen hundred miles, right? Wow! Like I I mean that would take a couple weeks. I'm sure. Let me just look at this. Real if quick. It, if it could even navigate those waters, this is not like. Like Michigan, this is the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> um, man, I'm telling you right now. That while, is... while you look that up, I'm going to talk about some of my beefs with the. Yeah, movie. tell me a little bit about it. <laughs> but I love the ending because he's like, um, yeah, um, yeah, I uh, wanted to stop you. Um, I don't want you to move. I love you. Like what? <laughs> So some of the lines, some of the acting in this movie is really bad too, but some of the lines are just laughable. Um, at one point, the coach says, it's like this, the typical, when you watch a uh, football movie, you know the big drama is going to come in the locker room sometimes, especially if they're down. And so he like it, it's he, he says, a, let's win one for the Gipper kind of speech. Yes. But he says, let's win this one for the home team. And, and I was like, I, I stopped just for a second. I paused the movie and I was like, did he just say let's win one for the home team? Like yeah. you are the home team. <laughs> like are they were they the home team? <laughs> I guess. 
I mean, well, like, well, why else would you say that? Like, let's win this one for the like for the fans, the Timberwolves, for, yeah, or for the alumni or something like that. He says, "Well, let's win one for the home team." I'm like, what the heck? Um, if you if you have not watched this movie, every time the cheerleaders have a chant, a cheerleader chant, you need to turn it up and listen to this, it. What is it? This, I didn't hear this. Okay, so. So the the chants are awful. They're really really bad. They're they're nothing that you've ever heard before in an actual game. Uh, one of them is literally this. I, I had to write it down. <laughs> so keep in mind that the school colors are mentioned here. But he they, they say, um, uh, "What's your favorite color? It's blue and gold." <laughs> Every time. Yeah, and they repeat it over and over again. What's your favorite color? It's, it's blue, blue and, and gold. gold. And like some of the other chances stuff are really really bad and like it's not it's inspiring nobody to to root for the team. Um the home team. Yeah, the home team. Um we have haven't really talked about this. This is in the trailer if you if you don't want to watch the movie you can find this line in the trailer but um at one point during practice I think is when they're they're shooting they're throwing balls to Buddy and he's catching all of them. Uh the coach says um that ain't no golden retriever that there's a golden receivable receiver. And he says it with that Brooklyn, that <laughs> and, Brooklyn accent. And he's saying it right to the camera and he's like, and title. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is totally going to go in the trailer. So really enunciate on this one. Um, there's a lot. I feel like we watched another movie that's kind of like this. Oh, I, we did this kind of with the Batman um, movies and stuff like that, but there's a lot of pun type stuff related to dog, like dog jokes and stuff yeah. like that. Um, probably like the one that I knew was coming at some point was at one point, um, Buddy makes a run and he gets tackled and everyone piles on. Dog pile. <laughs> like, dog pile. Murder that dog. <laughs> That's what I basically think that they were saying. We're going to kill that dog. <laughs> um, what, what did I, do you remember what I told you this morning about the, um, dog running three times faster? <laughs> well, just, it's like the opposing team's like, Come on, guys! Don't you know how to play football? <laughs> You're like, no, uh, we actually do know how to f- play football. But they have a dog. They have a canine on their team that can run literally three times faster than us. So yeah, and it's a dog <laughs> that if he catches us, it will be biting us. Like that would be the part. It's like this weird, like <laughs> I mean, you do understand that this dog might turn on us at some point, right? I mean, if, if I became like a cyborg and could run like 25 miles an hour, yes. like, could I just go ahead and play on the team and whip, whip every team's butt? That's a real, that's a real wonder. I think for people, like when you get, um, when, when technology catches up to, uh, the human, human body and we're able to merge them together, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is that performance enhancement? Right. Think about it. <laughs> This is kind of. This is one of those movies you can't think too much about. Like it is clearly, no, and it is rated G for a reason. So that that does technically ward off most people like us. Yeah, that would <laughs> have a lot of problems with it. Yeah, I have some issues <laughs> with this thing. Um, at, at one point, um, there's there's a couple total ripoffs of Disney lines um, from the movie that we talked about yes. uh, before the show. But um, probably my favorite one is the Mighty Ducks ripoff. Yeah. Which, to be fair, it's Disney ripping off Disney. Yeah, but yeah, um, the, they're the big chant during the finals game is uh they they go rough 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 so it's not like it's not mighty ducks not, it's not knuckle puck it's quack 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 quack, quack. quack. um <laughs> the other one is uh the parrot says a to infinity and beyond yes yeah which i was timely when did uh toy story come out 97 uh 95 the first movie was 95 so, so yeah it was still fresh in everyone's mind um 
What are some? Uh, what are some? Let's talk goods and bads. What what are, what are some goods in this movie? Uh, I mean, say what you want about the bad acting, the lines, and all that. Um, the dog is super cute. Like every oh, yeah. every time he was on screen, I like it is a they they what they're achieve, trying to achieve is a, a heart melting moment, mm-hmm. and they they get it every time. Like he did a that that dog is really well trained and super cute in the movie. So um, I thought that. Another good was it, it is pretty family friendly. You're yeah. not gonna have to worry about too much in this movie. Um, they did incorporate Warren Moon, former uh, <laughs> NFL quarterback, NFL Hall of Famer Warren Moon, and Joey Galloway, uh, receiver, um, a real golden receiver. And he, uh, rewind. Warren Moon is in this movie late in the movie, and Airbud runs onto the field at a Seattle uh, Seahawks game and catches the ball in the air. So what the heck's going on? <laughs> the reaction when the dog comes on the field. Um, that's those are some goods for me. Um, I kind of laughed at some spots. I it, the, the movie overall is not terribly funny, but um, I, I liked the herb sneezing into the flowers. That was pretty good. Um, there's a part where Josh is taking his first snap in an actual game, and he doesn't get behind the center. Like he gets. You're gonna have to help me. Who's the who's the player just to the, the right? guard? They got two guards, two tackles. So he, okay, so he goes, he gets behind the right guard mm-hmm. to take the snap. That's 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 stick though that you do in a movie like that. That's yeah. supposed to be yeah. Uh, and, he's and, so clueless. And the, the right guard was like over there, over there. <laughs> take I'm <one."> over here. <laughs> and then uh, I thought the announcers at the end were kind of funny, like especially the Phil Phil character who is um, is a Dick Dick Martin. Yeah, and he is he's actually he was in. Um, he was in the Bob Newhart show. That actor was. Yeah, he's famous for laughing. And then like, he was in laughing. And then for a long T- time. Tim Conway as big time. He's in the Carol Burnett show. That yeah. is the other commentator. And so that was kind of fun having them on there. They have that uh, kind of um, what's that baseball movie with um, Major League? Yeah, they had kind of that that um, thing going on where it's just yeah. like making fun of the players, making fun yes. of the action. Um, that I thought. I, I thought like half the time landed, half the time didn't. But when it landed, I I definitely left well, a chuckle or two. Well, another big one was um um let's see the bads. Let's talk about some bads here. Yeah, bads for me were um I just felt like um it was the explanation for me to explain this dog. Being allowed to play sports. I couldn't get over it. I've been around sports my whole life. And I couldn't really think of a scenario where we would okay a dog. In our emerging times currently, maybe we're closer now than we've ever been to sure. something like this. You can't discriminate against dogs. There you go. See, you did exactly what I thought you should. So maybe there, he has feelings. He's as important as you are. He should be able to play what he wants to do. Why can't he apply for this job and win it? Who cares about game balancing? He has four legs and you only have two. Uh, hello. Are you being are you being a multi leg discriminist? <laughs> You're against people with four legs. Anyway, I'm just saying all the dogs should have. I don't their know how to get league. offended. I'm trying to figure out a way to get offended by you keeping the golden receiver from being the. No one even questions it. The other teams were like, wait, why can't we figure out a way to beat this dog? Oh, you It's like, well, it's dog. And none of you want to tackle him. How did he get hurt? Did he just get landed on? Yeah. Another, ta- another dog pile. Bad, bad, yeah, bad tackle. Yeah. Well, which makes sense. Why didn't he nip at him? 
<laughs> he should just bit him. <laughs> the, the dog never bites anyone in this movie. No, which is weird. He knew not to. <laughs> well trained, this dog. Uh, bads for me. One of the we haven't talked about this at all, but the camera work, man, is so bad in some spots. Like they they do. I know it's a '90s thing, maybe, but they do kind of like the the wavy cam, like whoa, 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 kind of <laughs> thing, like kind of Wayne's World, you know. But like um, to show like this, that things are going chaotic mm-hmm. on screen and stuff like that, and it's really cheap. It looks really bad. Um, uh, I think the the movie could have benefited from like the at the end of the movie they sh- they do some very quick shots to some of the players on the team the human players and um but we haven't been introduced to them at all and so like we see them like smiling or like thumbs up to the camera type of thing and I'm like who is that guy <laughs> like I have no idea who this is I think the movie could have benefited from actually having some like just add ten minutes to the film and and actually get a, help us get to know some of the characters throughout the movie that that they end up playing with, you know, that Josh ends up playing alongside. So, yeah, that that was weird. There was no real character development other than no. the, the main people. Um, I mean, it, the, the movie basically consists of Josh, his mom, the doctor, his friend, his best friend, kind of. Like, he's not, he's not even really in it. The villains are not in the movie, but maybe six minutes. And then Buddy, and that's it. That that's Those are all the characters in the whole movie. And it's hard. It's hard to make a, a plot that actually means anything. Yes, with that few characters. Right. Tommy. Tommy has a couple alleged funny things he says. We're yeah. gonna. Uh, I've got a new segment. Okay. It's called Rate This Kids Edition. <laughs> I love it. That's right. It's Rate This Kids Edition. <laughs> And uh, it's rated on. As Sydney in the chat is saying, 53 likes to bang his head against the locker. Oh my gosh. That part was hilarious. Over and over. And then he gave him a helmet and he gets worse. Yeah. Rate this kids edition. We are going to rate this movie on a scale of one horrible to five horribles. But it's going to be based on other kids movies. Okay. So what was the best kids movie you can think of? Um, I like... That you enjoy, that you're like, this is a good, great kids movie. I mean, like PG movies. Um, Any movie that you can think of that you think is a kids I, movie. I, I mean, Mighty Ducks is pretty good. Right. Um, remember the Titans is even up animated. I'll even go animated movies. Oh, I mean, Toy Story. Right, let's and, go Toy yeah. Story. Let's say Toy okay. Story is a one. Okay. 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 Where does this? Okay, one is great on this. Then on this scale, it's the best. Number one. What about? Five. What about four? What about three? But about two. Okay. So this movie, where does it rate on there? Of all kids' movies. Of all kids' movies. I, I mean, I don't know that. Other than Super Babies, which we've also done on this podcast. Ooh, now that is one that was rated PG, though, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's def- that movie's definitely for kids. That's definitely horrible. Um, too. I mean, I would rate Super Babies lower than this. I would. I guess I'd put this at a four then. I think that um, I'm going to put this one as a. Three, just based on the idea that it was watchable, and my son, the Miller loved it. Probably he he enjoyed it. So I'm yeah. gonna say it's a three, but Toy Story, something like that, you know, pretty darn good. <laughs> so, um, there you go, Airbud, Golden Receiver, folks. I can't. Can stupid, I talk about the, the stupid stupidest premise this? for a movie? By the way, I'm not gonna say the word Super Bowl. I'm gonna say the big game. Hashtag the big game. Okay. Even though I just said Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> um, are you excited? This is in past tense. It's already happened. When this airs, it's already happened. Yeah, for our live listeners, it's in the future. 
Well, for any listener, this is in the past, though. And the live listeners, this is in the future. Yes. Weird. They're the only ones. We're yeah. in this nexus in time. <laughs> if Richard Serrett were on here, he was having some weird conspiracy talk. Okay. So, the winner of the Super Bowl, Phil, is it the New England Patriots with the dreaded Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? Or is it the upstart Philadelphia Eagles with is, is starting any- quarterback Nick Foles, who has been in for the last like five or six weeks because Carson Wentz um, got hurt. Philadelphia versus New England. Is anyone rooting for the Eagles here? I think a lot of people are. I think, I think a lot of people hate the Patriots. Well, sure. But, I mean, are they rooting for the Eagles because they think the Eagles are going to win? Yeah, but then no one likes the Eagles. Who likes Philadelphia? Ugh. I like. I think it's going like, to be Patriots all the way, right? I mean, nobody knows the Super Bowl more than Tom Brady. Tom Brady. This is all. It's an eighth appearance in the Super Bowl. That's a record. Well, I mean, he's shattered the record because the number, the number two spot is five. It's nuts. It's kind of nuts. That's probably John Elway, isn't it? Yeah, I. I don't know. I. It is. I don't see the Eagles topping that kind of. Experience. You never know in that game. You know, the last time they lost to somebody in the Super Bowl was the Giants. And it was, well, not the last time, but one of the last times they lost was to the Giants, and that's an NFC East team as well. So hmm. there's a shot. So you're saying there's a chance. I well, just don't what want was it, all that one in a million talk? <laughs> I don't want it to be a shutout, like a, like a, a total just spanking from one team to the other. Like That's going to be really boring to watch. So I, I want it to well, be we'll a game. We'll see. When yeah. you, folks, you can yell at the radio or wherever you're listening to this, um, and you'll, tell, you'll say, hey, no, hey, guys, the so-and-so's won. <laughs> what, uh, real quick, twenty seconds. What have you been into lately? Uh, video games, man. I've been playing a lot over the oh, Christmas yeah. break, and I'm, I'm still kind of finishing up a couple. But um, yeah, um, going back and playing an old game called Nino Kuni. That's kind of hard to pronounce. Uh, and then I'm replaying Red Dead Redemption, which is if that if you haven't played that one, you definitely need you to like play. it, huh? Yeah. Um, very very cool. I recently got an Xbox One. Finally, I'm finally four years behind everybody else. Welcome to the future. I'm so much ahead than I have been though. I've been playing PlayStation Three for a long time, so I'm hoping to have some free time at some point to watch it. So anyway, folks, we'll see you soon. Bye bye. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88 South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the HorrorMoviePodcast.com. So... Tommy is talking to his friend Josh about Josh's mom dating the vet. And he says, you know what happens after four dates, right? And Josh kind of goes, what? Speed dial is his response. Speed dial. Speed dial. What? No one even knows what that is now. So there no. you go. See you.